go. So it's, yeah, it is 6 p.m. and we should be live. So we're just going to go to the event page on LinkedIn and check out that we are actually properly live. Yes, we are. Okay, perfect. So thanks a lot, Silvia, for joining. Um, thanks for the invitation, Vincenzo. That's my pleasure. I've been having quite a bit of fun going live on, on, on LinkedIn mainly uh, and, you know, other, other platforms. We're actually live as well on my you know, YouTube, Twitch, Periscope, Facebook profiles, if you prefer to go on those platforms. But of course, I think me and, Sylvia, <laughs> me and Sylvia, we prefer, Sylvia and I, we prefer LinkedIn. Um, <laughs> yeah. So it's been a, it's been a great uh, way for me to use um, live stream to connect better with people while there was this crazy long COVID lockdown. And, uh, you know, with Sylvia, as I said, as I mentioned, I had the chance to actually, you know, connect over various calls as, aside from this kind of live stream. So then finally we found a good time for both of us to go live. And um, It's nice that if they see each other, you are like the past and I am the future, you know, based on our background. Oh, that's <laughs> I mean, true. But, but, but you need to build the future also based on knowledge. So we'll still, we'll still need to keep reading since you're a book author. <laughs> But anyways, I think, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Because maybe there's some people that join from my network that don't know, don't know you yet. And I think I'll also introduce myself, but I'll let you go first. So thanks again for joining. Such a pleasure to have you. You should introduce myself. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it a shot. But I, I know you're kind of a, you know, a tough customer to please. So if there's anything else, please add on top of it. Um, so Sylvia is a professor at an MBA school in, in Dubai, and uh, she was also a professor in Bocconi, which is where I graduated from. And uh, she's extremely knowledgeable in terms of uh, marketing and sales and, and social media. And what I love about her is that she's one of those marketing professors that, you know, talk about social media, and, and she's, she doesn't have 200 followers on Instagram. She has more than 700,000. And same with, with LinkedIn, you know, almost 200,000 followers. And, and that's important because... You know, she actually knows she can walk the talk and she knows what she's talking about. And, and so that's why I really respect her. And, and I and already read all of her books on my Kindle. Now she's going to send me a new book that's going to come out. So I'm excited. I still didn't get it. Uh, and so was that a good intro? What else did I miss? Yeah. Did I she's from Veneto. That's very important to mention. <laughs> Yeah. Thanks a lot, Vincenzo. What should I say about you? I mean, you are so uh, <laughs> a talented person. <laughs> I cannot even know where to start. <laughs> you are a geek and nerd, <laughs> first of oh, all. Wow. We have you know everything about technology. <laughs> we have 103 people. I thought it was like worthwhile mentioning because I've never had so many people. So um, cool. I'm just checking everything is working. Cool. Yeah, thank you for the introduction. Yes, I think I am a typical, not traditional professor, probably. <laughs> so uh, I really believe that we should teach people uh, the university of life, you know, <laughs> sometimes it's in different places. Unfortunately, they teach you something that is completely useless <laughs> when you have to start your career. <laughs> so um, that's why I Very think true. people follow me on social media, just because um, my suggestions are there to help people. That's why I created uh, Un Lavoro Per Tutti. So like uh, uh, a whole new career we can, let's say, for an uh, uh, English uh, speaker. You know? So uh, I strongly believe that um, we should learn how the world <laughs> works, you know, in order to figure it out, how to have a, a better life. That's awesome. So, yeah, and, and I, it's cool because before 
actually getting to know you, you know, on this on the separate call, which is you know, it's been amazing. Um, I was reading a lot of your synthesis, and to be honest, you were one of the few LinkedIn influencers that was really touching me many times. Like, you know, I was really like, I was almost like with the, with the tissue in my hand whenever I was looking at your LinkedIn synthesis because Sylvia has been a lot about, you know, un lavoro per tutti, which in Italian means uh, a job for everyone. So she was always pushing very, very positive thinking, very positive statuses, you know, like, you know, about how she was helping others find jobs and actually, you know, specific kind of actions to get people jobs she's done and then also like more general type of suggestions uh around uh you know how to get jobs right so um i there's definitely something we want to talk about like one of your recent statuses on linkedin that was like quite strong against like let's say job posters that are not updating their job posts and so you you know you were pretty pretty strong about it. it's all in italian so like for international people you <laughs> Yeah, we need to start. We need to start pressuring <laughs> Sylvia to write in English as well. Google yeah. Translate is very fast these days, so just write it in one language and then use Google Translate for the other language. But yeah, yeah. What, what what was about that status? Tell us more. Well, actually, uh, what well, before I was, you were referring to my new book, and it's forthcoming, oh. and it's the power of positive thinking and how to overcome stress and anxiety. Because I, I believe that during this pandemic situation, a lot of us got a little bit frustrated. So I strongly believe that we should have a positive mindset. Uh, at the same time, I also believe that we should know how Hygrid works and also how to get a job uh, with concrete example. So yesterday I pushed um, a very important message on my LinkedIn and I say, hey, you have to understand something very important. The majority of uh, uh, job opening position out there uh, are uh, fake. Uh, fake means that um, they're not really open. Uh, they're not open anymore. Um, or uh, in that company, you know, uh, job position are uh, all uh, <laughs> on hold. You know, uh, new job opportunities are all on hold uh, because of the virus. Okay, so they're not hiring, and it's clear and it's very well known for a lot of companies. Okay, uh, they actually uh, fire a lot of people. So of course they're not hiring anyone in this moment, but still they have uh, their opening position on LinkedIn and on their website. So I say, well, that's not the best way to get a job uh, for a very simple reason, because when you see those job opportunities open on LinkedIn, and then we, you can see the number of uh, applicants for those job opportunities, and you will see that you will be one out of 1,000, okay? So it's just uno su mille se la fa. It means only one person out of 1,000 will make it. So statistically speaking, the probability that you will get the job is so insignificant, you know? So it's not the right way to get a job. It's as simple as that, period. That's not the way to get a job, especially now. So how can we get a job? So I wrote a book, and the book is uh, The Proven Secrets of an Outstanding LinkedIn Profile. And where I explain that we have to play not in that Champions League, but we have to play in another league. And the other league is that more than 50% of job opportunities are not posted anywhere. Anywhere. It means that you can get that job in multiple ways, but not applying for an opening position on LinkedIn, but in different ways, such as you need to work with the algorithm. The algorithm can really help you to get a job because there are out there headhunter recruiters willing to search for a different profile and they will find you. So 
we need to switch the paradigm. We need to get found instead of searching for a job, okay? So that's a completely different paradigm. People don't believe that this is true. And uh, now that I published the book like a month and a half ago, uh, every morning I wake up and I, I have email on my email account and they say, thank you. Using that strategy, I found a job and it was far before the coronavirus, I was not able to get a job. So that system works, it's simple as that. I mean, they can criticize the system, they can do whatever they want, but it works. It's so simple and it works. You have to use different system that we can talk about, you know, uh, different system, different suggestion, but as simple as that, what is written in that book, you can read that book in one afternoon and you will get different job opportunities, not just one. That's very cool. So thanks a lot. And by the way, yeah, we, we got more than 170 people tuned in. So thanks guys for being here. We have a few comments on, on LinkedIn from Ricardo, who was asking about fake messages on LinkedIn. I'm not sure exactly what he was talking about, but uh, I think there's, there's a more clear question from Giovanni, who's saying, is there any way to understand which job offer is still active? I mean, I would say, I guess, contact a job recruiter, right? Or what do you say, Silvia? Okay, so uh, the reason why I mentioned that um, statement on my social media is, of course, because I know someone inside the company, okay? So if you know someone inside the company, the best way is to go uh, straight right away and ask and get in touch with people from that company, not the recruiters, not the HR, people working on that company. So for example, one of the suggestions I, I usually give to my students, we every university, they have the alumni page on LinkedIn, okay? There are more than 30,000 alumni pages on LinkedIn, okay? It means that if you connect yourself with the alumni page of your university, okay, that you attended, then what you can do, you can see if someone uh, from the alumni network works in that company. If that person works in that company, just drop there an email. Ask that person, you know, uh, is that true that you're hiring for this position? Do you have other positions open that you are uh, aware of in your company and they're not, they're not posted anywhere? That's definitely um, uh, the best way to, to know if there are opening positions in a company. Perfect. Thanks a lot. And, and some people were asking for your book, El Habib Gabar. So I'll, I'll write the link. Uh, uh, no, Nicoletta, we are trying to answer, but it's a lot of questions, so we'll give us some time. The, Nicoletta was complaining, they would they hardly answer, but no, we're like, no, give us some time, we'll get there. Yeah, yeah actually, like we're, we're actually gonna focus on your questions, guys, so don't worry about that. But and thanks for pushing. So, I'm gonna actually add the link to the Amazon profile of, of Silvia so you can uh, buy the book there. I strongly recommend and make sure to add a five star review because she deserves it. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. That would be nice. Um, but um, yeah, let's see. And actually other guys, Matteo also shared the link of the book. So um, yeah, so we, we uh, uh, so they actually asked the same question again. So, you know, how can we understand which job is still open? And then Nicoletta, feel free to ask us a question if there is anything. So actually we're, we're pretty good with questions right now. We're kind of on top of it. <laughs> um, and um, yeah. I don't see I, I the question, ask... so you need to ask me because I, I, can, I'm not, I cannot see the question. So, so yeah, the, I'm, I was, we were talking with Silvia how I'm having basically like, uh, and actually I should probably put the gallery view. So both of us are going to be there for, 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 for most, although it's better to look at Silvia, but still Silvia, if you don't mind, we'll be like this <laughs> so they can see us both. But, um, so what about like live streaming, right? You know, what are, what are your thoughts about live streaming? I mean, I, I personally fell in love with the whole live streaming space. You know, I feel it's just the beginning of, of something much bigger 
And, you know, that's why I'm starting to like live stream like crazy and, you know, asking people what I live stream, sometimes even going on my own to live stream just because I had to test, test, test and try to test all the solutions. You know, what are your thoughts in general about live streaming? How do you feel about live streaming? Well, you know, live streaming gave me the opportunity to be in touch with a lot more people during the lockdown, you know, so I'm just, I'm just glad someone invented, you know, because uh, before I was always so super busy with events, like physical event in a physical space. So I was always here and there, here and there, here and there. But the thing is that usually in a theater or, you know, you have 1,000 maximum, you know, and you cannot have more than, than physically, otherwise you need a stadium, you know, and, uh, and, and I had, the, like last week, for example, I was able to train more than, uh, uh, I don't even know, 2,000 probably on uh, how to get a job, how to use LinkedIn, uh, and they were literally from all over the world, literally from all over the world. I did many speeches here in the region in Asia, and then from uh, uh, in from like an event for the U.S. and another one in Asia, and then many for Italy. So it's just amazing, you know. You can have access to knowledge from all over the world, and at the same time, you can train people all over the world. That, yeah, I, I agree. For me, that's that's been amazing. And I was able to join one of Sylvia's sessions. I just like love the energy that she's got, you know, and that it's, it was still coming across the video. So I think that's why like you get a lot of followers, a lot of people following you because, you know, you're able to transmit that energy also online through your social media. So, you know, I got that vibe before when I was following you on LinkedIn. Uh, and, uh, and same with your Instagram, you know, very positive thinking, which is the next title of your book. So there is uh, another question. So we'll always take questions from you guys first. So feel free to comment. Oh, we have a super long question. So we'll first go to the short one and then, and then to the a little bit longer one. Um, so the question is about, can, can we talk a little bit about the LinkedIn algorithm? It's by Fabrizio Dedea. Yes, uh, definitely. So um, before checking if a position is still open, because once again, uh, uh, what I suggest in my book is that we should play in a different league. We shouldn't play in that Champions League. No, we're going to play in a different league where it's far easier to win. Okay, so we don't care if that position is still open because we're not playing that game at all. So we are playing a different game. The game is, okay, we have more than 50% of job opportunities they're not written anywhere, okay? But there are a lot of people out there searching for the right candidate, okay? So how they do? They do using algorithm. So they do using the software, they do using algorithms, okay? So we need to get familiar with them and set up our profile accordingly. How? So uh, one of, so there are many mistakes that we should avoid. So for example, one mistake is to, um, um, when we write in our uh, headline, uh, searching for a job opportunity, looking for a job opportunity, or MBA candidate, uh, uh, student, okay? That those are not headline, that we, they will never help us to get any job, okay? So we need to write down what we are expert about what we are specialist about, okay? So we need to write in our headline uh, what we are expert about. So if we are still students, but we are just about to graduate, for example, we have to, to say our specialization. So marketing specialist or marketing expert or uh, finance expert yeah, or social media expert yeah, or, uh, you know, whatever. Okay, so we need to uh, talk 
like a software, okay, in somehow. So we need to mention keywords. When we are ranked for the right keywords, and those keywords are in our headliner, in the name of our uh, uh, profile, in the name of the file of our background picture, they are uh, in our summary repeated over and, go and over, they are written in our endorsement uh, section, they are written in our uh, recommendation section, and we have at least 10 recommendations from other people, you know. Those kind of things can help us to get a new job, okay. so but. The first things to understand on LinkedIn is that the majority of people are free riders on LinkedIn. Free riders means that they just take from the network. They just take, oh, I want to read news about the industry, or I want to get a new job, or I want to read what other people post. Or, oh, I want to take, I want to learn on uh, the LinkedIn platform. So they are just there to take, 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 and take. But uh, LinkedIn is a, uh, a platform and it belongs to a company. So the company has its own interest to have people active. Okay, so when you are active, active means that you provide value. And uh, unfortunately, we have that actually less than, so we have the Pareto rule, actually less than 20% of people provide more than 80% of the content. Okay, so when you are part of that basket, okay, the algorithm is very generous with you. Because when you provide value to the community, the algorithm will notice. And when they notice that you provide value, you provide content, you provide, you know, um, you are active, you comment other people's posts, you know, you are active and you're not just sticking, okay? Then the algorithm will be very generous to you. So it will show your content to a lot more people. That's why we change so many show. Anytime I open LinkedIn, there is a post from Sylvia, you know? Not because I overpost, that's not the case. I don't overpost at all. But the reason is that since I've been an active member for a, quite a few times, okay, then the algorithm knows that I provide uh, value to the community and they can rely on my content. So when a person is searching, for example, an expert on uh, technology or AI or this kind of stuff in the region here, I appear on top. Why I specify in the region? Because the location of your profile, we definitely, uh, you know, show your profile to people around you. Okay, so if you're searching for a job in Milan or uh, and you are based in Rome, then you should insert Milan in the location. Otherwise, you will be filtered out from the algorithm when people are searching for a new profile in a specific region. If you, if you align the location of your profile with the location of where you would like to get a job, you have 30% uh, probability on top to get a new job on that location. If you don't do that, the algorithm will definitely filter you out and you will never get a job in that location. It will be very, very, very difficult because it's true that at the very end we have a person searching for your profile. But the thing is that, yeah, at the end we will have a person that will contact us for a job interview. But before that, there are a lot of machines there growing and recrawing and recrawing content and recrawing people, you know, and the software will recrawl and if your profile doesn't belong to that cluster, no one ever will ever see your profile. So I, I don't know. I mean, it's it's quite a, a there are quite a few secrets that you can discover in the book. Okay, but just to give you an idea on how it works, so you have to be generous with uh, with with the content that you provide to the community, but also you have to be generous and you need to provide 
other people benefit. So if you want to be endorsed, you have to endorse first. If you want to be recommended, you have to recommend first. If you want people to comment your post, you have to comment other people's posts, etc. That's great. And by the way, one, one bad thing of talking to you and do this live is that already 18 minutes passed. Like I thought we just were live for a couple of minutes. Uh, and, and that's what I believe is that, you know, why you have a lot of followers because you're always giving and, you know, then it's very, it's like very pleasant to listen to you. Of course, you know, your teacher used to speaking and, you know, but also you're <laughs> able to make it fun. Uh, and so I believe there's a huge amount of demand for like, you know, kind of educational content, especially these days. Um, and, um, we have one more question, which I think, re, you know, relates back to this kind of emotional intelligence that you obviously have very developed, right? Because, oh my God, you see the light just went on and off. Hopefully uh, <laughs> nothing happens. We had a bad thunderstorm today here, <laughs> Southern Italy. Um, you need to so, relocate here in Dubai and then you're okay. <laughs> I've, I've been like relocating everywhere, everywhere in the world. Now I just want to relocate on the internet as long as I have fiber optics <laughs> up there. Um, so Francesco Ferrara asked first like kind of three big questions about emotional intelligence. And then, you know, okay. you know I was asking him, hey, can you please give me, you know, just shortening it up. So like he was asking, you know, how important for you emotional intelligence is. I mean, uh, you know, I was just saying how important it is for me, at least, because obviously I, I felt through your feet all this kind of importance that you gave to giving, to being helpful, you know, to do good stuff for people, which I think, you know, it's people are really looking for. But, um, you know, what, how do you think our company is looking for that emotional intelligence? Well, emotional intelligence will be uh, extremely valuable um, for, a, for a simple reason, you know, because uh, a lot of uh, different tasks can be automated and, can, and a lot of different tasks can be replaced by machine, by robots and, uh, and software, okay? But you cannot, um, you know, Emotional intelligence will be one of the skills that cannot be automated. Okay, so everything that cannot be automated will be extremely valuable in the future, but not just in the future, also in the present. So for those of you who are not familiar with emotional intelligence and you have never heard this term or you have no idea what we're talking about, for example, I can suggest a, a simple book and the book is uh, Emotional Intelligence 2.0 written by Travis Bradbury. And, um, and that book, um, it's an important book because it will give you some example of a typical situation that you will face when you work in a company and how to deal with them, okay? And so how to deal with your colleagues, you know, uh, how to deal with different stressful situations and, uh, and that can help. So we, for example, now that we are all working remotely, okay, so we have, uh, um, you know, all this new <laughs> normal, these new issues with smart working, etc. Um, if you have a little bit of training on, on emotional intelligence, then you can cope uh, with that far, far better, okay? So, and, but it's not just that. Uh, for example, let me give you... A simple example. So, um, so when I was working as marketing director for Maserati, uh, we were using a lot of software, for example, to create new slogan or those kind of things. Um, but the thing is that sometimes uh, those uh, software they're not so precise, especially with the um, the culture uh, of a specific region. Okay, so when we were searching for a global uh, slogan. Um, the machine mentioned to us some slogan involving uh, some religious uh, 
meaning, such as, uh, uh, you know, something like, uh, just to make an example, okay, like uh, um, with, uh, with other cars, uh, you go to heaven, with Maserati, you go everywhere, okay, something like that, okay, but, and, and they were uh, crowing all the potential answer and feedback that you could have received on social media based on that slogan, to just to figure it out the best slogan ever that you can have, you know, uh, for your company. But unfortunately, the point is that, uh, yes, you can do that. But <laughs> the thing is that only a person uh, with uh, emotional intelligence and uh, uh, with wisdom <laughs> can understand that, no, for example, here in Middle East, absolutely, you cannot use any religious stuff, okay, for your campaign, for example. So that's something that cannot be done by a machine. You need the human wisdom, you know, you need uh, emotional intelligence. You need something to figure it out how people might react because we are human beings. We, we are human beings. So what I usually suggest is this, you know, that yes, you can have a, a machine helping you, but you cannot uh, replace people. So the point on artificial intelligence versus emotional intelligence is super, 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 super simple. And it's the following. The first thing is that, is a person working in marketing um, at risk of being replaced by a machine? No, but a person uh, expert in marketing will be replaced by another person expert in marketing and expert about marketing automation. So that's the point. And a person, uh, like for example, let's take another industry. Uh, um, for example, a, a doctor. Okay, so a doctor will be replaced by a robot for, for surgery? No, but he will be replaced by a, a doctor able to do surgery using the latest technology available. And then, uh, uh, for example, another um, very easy example that we have here in Dubai, for example, a lifeguard at the beach. Okay, the lifeguard at the beach, uh, now they need to have the drone, uh, the drone pilot license because a drone can save up to eight person at the same time. Instead, a person can just save one person at the beach. Is that the drone of the police that I saw, like from Dubai police or something? The, the, the police is also. Uh, I'm working on multiple projects here with drones because I'm also a drone licensed pilot. Okay, but. Yeah, that one is for uh, um, the safety and security, okay? For the one that we use with police department and uh, also to check on the street, like for example, now that uh, there is a lockdown during the night so no one can be around, you know, that's one part. But for the, uh, the beach, uh, there is something else, okay? And then they can have a different life jackets, so they can have eight life jackets. Uh, and then they, they can just, you know, release those life jackets in the water and save up to eight person at the same time, which is impossible for one single person, uh, you know. So uh, that, this is what I mean. It's not that a person will be replaced uh, by a robot or by a machine, but a person without emotional intelligence and without artificial intelligence knowledge will be probably be replaced by the person with these two capabilities. Why? Because if a person is suffering, maybe because he's at risk at the beach for any reason, then you still need a person. You don't just need yeah. drones. You need a person there and say, everything's going to be okay. Everything's going to be okay. I save you, you know, those kind of things. That will be extremely relevant in the future.
Yeah, absolutely. By the way, we have one first comment from Twitch, which is a new platform for me. I don't know if you've been on it. It's a platform for gamers, but since you know I'm using a, a restreaming application, allows me to go everywhere. I'm I'm going in there as well. So Fede Grigoletti is asking us advice on you know how to find jobs in in the states, uh, in the United States of America, uh, for you know being like. Uh, a graduate from Italy or from, you know, some other country, he's saying, you know, companies, they have little incentive to assume recent graduates uh, that are, you know, not from the U.S. Uh, due to sponsorship visa. I mean, I can tell you that because I spent uh, more than eight years in California. And so I've met with so many, you know, fellow Italians or fellow Europeans who fell in love with California and wanted to stay there. Uh, I got lucky with the, with my company at that point it was Nokia, so I got a kind of good visa and got sponsored. But otherwise, yeah, I would say that it's very tough. I would say like for an Italian, you know, first start looking for jobs in Northern Europe or or in Germany, in countries where you know I think just a good knowledge of English is uh, is acceptable, and don't immediately shoot for the U.S. because it's kind of like a lot more complicated. I would say especially these days, you know, like hold on and pause and and. You know, like, uh, I don't know, Silvia, what you feel about it. I can share my experience. So, for example, when I just graduated, uh, I really wanted to live in the United States. So it was my dream. So for me, it was like mandatory, you know, <laughs> go and live somewhere in the, in the States. So in my case, I decided first what I wanted to do. Um, and then depending on what I wanted to do, I wanted to work with the best person in that field. So, for example, I wanted to do digital marketing and CRM, uh, which is customer relationship management. So I found a place where I had the opportunity to work with the person who invented CRM and, uh, and, uh, and the person who did the first studying on social media, because social media it was not really a big thing uh, in that moment. Uh, I'm pretty old. <laughs> so, uh, like, Facebook You're wasn't not, even there. come on. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so Facebook didn't even exist uh, that in that moment in time, but I was already uh, very curious about brand community and all those kind of, you know, uh, platform that uh, we had at that moment. So um, I decided first what I wanted to do, then I decided uh, who I wanted to work with, uh, and, uh, and, I, and I wrote to them. So this is what I did when I got my first job in the United States in uh, Houston, okay, so I decided what I wanted to do and I discovered that the best person in the world, they were there in Houston, which is kind of an unusual place. I mean, people are not uh, like thinking, oh, from Italy, I'm going to Houston, you know, but I had really an amazing time when I was, uh, when I was there. So I spent a couple of years in Houston. Then I wanted to uh, go to New York. Um, so what I did, uh, I, I mean, I was very, already very familiar with the States after a couple of years. Um, and um, what I did, um, I um, downloaded uh, the um, list from the chamber, from the Italian Chamber of Commerce. Okay, uh, wow. uh, uh, so I, I visit the website of the Italian Chamber of Commerce in New York, and uh, I, I download the Excel file, and uh, and uh, and I downloaded the name of the person, and I start uh, writing to every single person in, in that list, and say, hey, this is me, this is my experience, this is what I would like to do in your company, you know, blah 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 personalized email, and I was not asking for a job. I was uh, proposing a, col a collaboration opportunity with me, and I was offering my time, I was offering my knowledge, I was offering my experience to, uh, so it, it was uh, offering, it's not asking, it's offering. So this is what I did, and I got my second job in, in the States. So I think it can be easily replicated. Uh, when was that, like, and how many followers did you have on different social networks? 
You remember? No, social network wasn't. They were not there. Ah, yeah, there were no social networks. So, but did not you have really. or like? Did you have press, media articles? Because you're good at that. Not, not yet. I was very young. I was 23 years old. <laughs> mm. When did you get? When did you start getting your first articles and press and so on? Oh, well, in Houston, huh? and then uh, and then in New York again, uh, but then uh, uh, a lot of them in uh, in Italy, and uh, and it was uh, based on a newspaper article. Um, they contacted me for a TV show. So I, when I By wrote way, an article, have a, amazing feedback from Fede Grigoletti who asked this question about US. I think this is going to you. He's saying grazie mille per questi consigli illuminanti. <laughs> like thanks for these uh, enlightening yeah. messages and, and advice. Uh, I, told I think you, you answered it a lot better than me. I was that. a bit, I was a bit negative, but uh, I didn't want. No. I wanted to be also rea a realist. You know, right now due to COVID, I think you know so much stuff is like blocked. So, uh, you know, I think Europe it's starting little op to open up, but I think US is yeah. like pretty much shut down to like uh, you know anyone who doesn't have a US you can start downloading, you know, all those files, those content yeah. information, start preparing the, exactly. uh, li like an email. And then when it will be the right time, you can have everything already prepared and you will just shut 1000 email in one day and, uh, and you will get a job. Exactly. Of course, you try to, to personalize. Down, you need to write down very well your presentation. So you need to create a pitch of yourself. So what I usually teach in my courses is that you need to do a SWOT analysis of yourself. And then you need to create a pitch of yourself. So uh, the product is you. You need to create a marketing plan where the product is you, you know, and uh, in this case, the service maybe is better. By the way, also some comments, you know, some mad props to you, some, a lot, some of your fans that took your LinkedIn course that this guy, Davide, is saying, Davide G is saying, I was very skeptic about these tips. But then I tried and after four days, uh, this is my situation. Plus, 982% profile views on LinkedIn. Thank you, Prof. Silvia. <laughs> and this is actually this is actually why Silvia is all over the place on the LinkedIn feed because there's people like this who took her course, who love her, and they write like this, like you know, they mention her, and then you put the like, and that's the first thing I see on my LinkedIn feed. Prof. Silvia Vianello loves the status, <laughs> and then I see like ten of them. But so I, you know, it's like once you get in, just the only thing about guys, watch out. Once you get into the Silvia Vianello ecosystem, it's very hard to leave. Like you need to <laughs> they say that block I, her on. <laughs> they, they create addiction or somehow. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Like I've never seen like and then students that they look from all sorts of ages and backgrounds, you know, like genders, just anything. So uh, I, we got so many questions, guys. We're definitely gonna need to go live a lot more often than this, you know, to process <laughs> all the questions and. Um, uh, I think next time we're going to try to do something more fun, Sylvia, if you don't mind, I, I, I still need to test this, to basically do a Zoom webinar so that people can come in. They're muted by default, right? And then we can decide, you know, like, especially if it's somebody that we can trust to let them in, actually ask a question and so on and so forth. Because I think yes, that, yes, I'm doing you know, a webinar like uh, every almost every day in this period so oh wow so it's like there's so many questions guys now it is it is quite tough to to see but let me see if i can if i can select anything that is uh, that that is popping out there and by the way there were a lot of other kind of comments about you know how good your linkedin course is and you know i also want to attend like when are the next courses let's uh, Whenever you get want. them going yeah um 
Okay, so I think they're asking a bunch of questions were about, you know, Italian versus English, right? So I know that LinkedIn has got that feature where, you know, you can write your profile in English or you can write it in Italian. Uh, so mm -hmm. maybe you can talk to us a little bit about that. You know, how do you manage the two? For me, I basically forgot about my Italian profile and I just like kept always the English one. But that's because I, I mainly lived abroad and I'm, I'm, fo I'm not really focused on Italy. I'm just more global outlook. But like, what are some of the suggestions in terms of managing the two languages on LinkedIn? I saw this question a couple of times. So, uh, okay. Uh, so we have to distinguish um, two different things. Okay, so on LinkedIn, okay, you can have your profile, okay? And you can have your profile in your own language, whatever language you prefer, okay? And then there is a feature, okay, in, in, in the English version of the LinkedIn profile, there is a feature uh, when you can say, translate automatically my profile if a person is open up your profile from another country okay and uh, so for example i have my profile available in arabic but uh, i speak a little bit of arabic but i don't know how to write it down okay so because it's from it's a completely different system you know when you write down in arabic so from here they can see my profile in arabic but i have never set up uh, my LinkedIn in Arabic because I don't know how to write Arabic. I just speak Arabic, but I don't write Arabic. Okay, so that's one part. So the first thing to do is to set up your profile and in the um, privacy settings, uh, you can say, translate automatically my profile in another language. Uh, and it will depend on the, um, you know, on, on the, uh, let's say IP address uh, where they, they, they log in. Okay, that's one part. The second part is you have the opportunity to create your profile in different languages when you should do that. So, for example, I have my profile in Italian and English, okay? But um, some content is different from the Italian version and the English version, okay? Because what they are interested in here in the region is definitely that I'm very expert on artificial intelligence, machine learning, robotics, you know, and all those kind of stuff that here, blockchain here is a big thing, you know, and they really want to have experts on those topics. And I'm the director of an innovation center here. So that's my field, okay? This is what I need in my English profile. In the Italian one, okay, uh, it's different because I'm doing different type of activities, you know, and, and I'm, I'm helping people. It's more uh, like volunteer activities, you know, to have them to get a job. Okay, so um, for example, I might decide to have a public, the email um, on my summary uh, in my Italian profile because I want people to get in touch with me, to, to ask me for my help, to help them, you know, those kind of things. But I don't want to have that in my English uh, one. Okay, so if you really have a, to, to sum up, if you really have a reason to, to split two profile, it means that you need to provide different type of information regarding who you are and what you're doing depending on the audience. Okay, otherwise you can have one single profile and have the automatical translation from the software. So, but then it depends on the case, of course, you know, because it depends why they want. So for example, this morning I received a question from one lady uh, on LinkedIn and she asked me, um, I'm searching for a job in Italy and I have only the, um, I have only the English uh, profile. Is that right? No, of course it's not right. It's not right for multiple reasons. Software will never detect your profile, so you're not visible. That's the first, first issue. Second issue, if you are talking to one specific audience, uh, why you're talking in another language, you know? So uh, 
you need to have a target. And when you decide the target, let's make sure you are aligned with the target. You need to have a match online, okay, between who is searching and who is offering, you know. And if there's no match, then you will not get a job. So uh, if you're looking for a job in Italy, definitely you need to have a, a profile in Italian. That's amazing stuff. So, so thanks a lot for that. Uh, and, uh, you know, we, we get more fans. So there's uh, Valentina Quattrucci was asking, how can I attend your classes? So uh, uh, I'm, asking, I'm asking that question all the time. I'm always <laughs> writing to her whispers on WhatsApp, on Telegram. When is your next event? When is your next event? So now we actually have a Telegram channel. Telegram for, group, for, yes. Yeah. So, so if it, you, maybe, Vincent, if you, if you can type uh, yeah, the Telegram can, channel. Yeah, I'll, so, I'll, I'll add the link of the, of the Telegram channel, actually, to be precise. So when I'm, when I'm live, uh, usually uh, uh, one or, or two days before, I just uh, insert a message there. So you can, um, because the problem is that, problem is that when we had the first webinar, um, um, and I posted on my LinkedIn profile, uh, they went all sold out uh, in, in 12 minutes. So people start complaining, well, if I'm not there, I, I, cannot, I cannot see it and I will never be part of those webinars. So I say, if you are really interested, then follow me on Telegram so you, you will know before others. So if you follow me on Telegram, you will know before others because I will post on Telegram before posting on my social media. And, and I have never... Uh, Almost never think I post it on my Instagram account because if I post on my Instagram account, then uh, uh, it will be overwhelmed. <laughs> so yeah. and we have some limited yes. capacity. <laughs> Social media is still like a crazy monster developing all over the place. And now even this LinkedIn live stream, guys, sorry if we cannot get to all your questions, but first of all, there's a lot of you. You know, we've been speaking, we were supposed to do this for 30 minutes. See that we're at 50 minutes or something. Okay, okay. And, I didn't know the timing. No, no, I mean, for me, I could stay here for hours. I'm, it's super enjoyable for me. Uh, um, but I just wanted to say that, you know, it's still the very beginning of LinkedIn live streaming. I think it's still the beginning of live streaming in general. So guys for, and, and ladies, forgive us if we can get to all your questions, but hopefully we'll do this more and we'll keep improving, right? So um, maybe we can do once a week. Ask them if they want to do once a week. Write 777 like you were doing during the webinar, if you want to do once a week. <laughs> Wait, what was it about the 777? It's just a way to, uh, you know, to give energy in the chat when we do the webinar, you know. So when they like what I'm saying, uh, they say 77777. They put so they some, just uh, type you know. the number seven? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Okay, cool. I didn't, I didn't know. I guess seven like perfection? Is that yes, a... yes. Okay, yes. yeah, because 10 is like too long to write. You have to actually, it's like three clicks. Seven is two clicks. But also uh, seven, seven are the legs of the, 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 the woman. Sorry, say it one more time. <laughs> Le gambe delle donne. <laughs> ah, okay, okay, okay. All right. Oh, yeah, they're writing a lot. There's a lot of 777 coming in. Uh, this is fun. Okay, this is what I loved about, like, what I was talking about, like, she's just got this incredible energy that people really need. Uh, the other advice I want to give to guys and girls writing, writing comments is that, you know, there's a lot of lag right now between we are live right now on Zoom and then, like, 15, 20 seconds later, it's, like, live on, on LinkedIn. Uh, so sometimes you write so true and I have no idea what was so true. So you might want to repeat like, uh, you know, Giovanni, I think Giovanni Scorano. I, I have no idea what, what you were referring to just because there's this lag. So we're, we're just trying to explain you how we're, it's still the beginning. But yeah, looks like, oh my God, it's like the whole screen is like full of 777. 
so we, 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 we might we might need to to go live yeah once a week i think i think i think it's gonna be a great way for you to uh you know meet uh, not for a lot more people to get to know you and and of course not just increase your amount of followers but just increase your reach and i think for people you know to first get to know you have that first approach and i think that yeah q a is really the best you know i think that the agenda would be quite simple It'd be like q a guys just you know ask away of course we can yeah, have a general maybe. topic yeah, maybe they can yeah. also ask the question in the LinkedIn event uh, link. So we yeah. can, uh, uh, so the first question will be for sure answer, you know, so <laughs> at least it will be democratic. <laughs> this is crazy. I've never seen so many 777 comments. This is, this is amazing. Supposedly in <laughs> China, which is a country I'm very, very interested in. I only lived in Beijing six months in 2008. I was working in Nokia. I was lucky enough to be during the Olympics. And I remember four is a terrible number. So when you go in the elevators, there's no four. Like it no. just goes from third to fifth floor. <laughs> and, uh, but supposedly in China, the same number is six. Uh, Federica Carboni is saying, thanks for sharing that. Very interesting. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, there were- there Ask me, were, an, ask me a few other questions on LinkedIn so they will be happy. <laughs> Okay, for sure. Yeah, I, I just have to scroll all the way up to. The, I think I want to. I want to. I, I, I want to see if I can share the screen and just like show you the comments, you know, because it's just like it's it's really crazy. Yeah. Uh, do you see the screen? Oh wow! Yes, I see. <laughs> yeah. I love you guys. <laughs> so it's like these are. You see, I'm just scrolling up and down. It's like all seven, 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 seven. It's just crazy, you know. So um, I think I think somebody already a few people were asking these questions and I already said to people like, please, if, if we didn't get your question and you feel strongly about it, write it again. Don't worry, we won't get mad at you, but it's like, don't be mad at us if we didn't see it. But I think the one about, uh, you know, how often is the algorithm changing in this LinkedIn and Christian Marino feels very strongly about this and so do I, to be honest, I think yeah. it's a good question. Well, thank God uh, it's not changing as fast as uh, Instagram algorithm that is getting us crazy every day. <laughs> so, literally, Admiral algorithm is pretty stable, okay? So, when you crack the code, you know, so when you understand the, uh, the rules, it's like playing chess, you know? So, and, uh, and when you know the rules, you're going to win, okay? So, uh, as mentioned, you know, um, today we were just discussing without slide. Okay, so when I did my training, uh, my training, uh, we had like I think more than four hundred slides with uh, four hundred tips. Okay, on how to improve the LinkedIn profile. Yeah, I developed uh, quite a quite a slide uh, <laughs> set. Okay, for that, but um, it doesn't matter. The thing is that um, even if the algorithm change a bit, okay, so for example, now it's possible to go live uh, or uh, like we were discussing today, Vincenzo, now it's possible to have your newsletter, you know. So they are adding features, but the way the algorithm works is pretty stable, I would say. So definitely. Oh, and, and by the way, I think we're still like uh, sharing the screen on the comments. So like yes, we'll probably yes, have exactly. to... Have We'll have to get get back to like just uh, kind of to our to our faces. How to increase the followers number in the company profile? Yes. Okay. So the algorithm works pretty similar. So once again, when you understand uh, um, how to do so, okay. So when you understand how to uh, crack the code, okay, then it's definitely easier, uh, you know, to um, to increase the followers both in private profile I mean for personal profile and uh, uh, company profile so um, 
in my book, I explain how to create the perfect post. How to create the perfect post, uh, because that uh, post will improve your visibility and improving visibility, then it will improve engagement, it will improve followers. So how we can create the best post? Even if it's a, a LinkedIn page, okay, for a company, uh, for example, there are some uh, tips, um, tricks, uh, like uh, it's better to use list and bullet points because when you use list and bullet points, it's very easy, you know, to, to see um, immediately, okay? So don't use wall of text that people hate, especially on social media when they just call their timeline and they don't want to waste time, you know? So when you post list and uh, bullet points, uh, they say, you know, oh, I agree with point three and two, and maybe I disagree with point five. That's okay, because they are giving you visibility anyhow, okay? And then you can learn more about what they want, what they expect, you know? So, and uh, once again, when you are on social media, you are not there for yourself. So you're not there for your company, okay? You are there for your customer. So that's a very important thing to understand because usually the majority of posts, I would say more than 99% of LinkedIn posts are descriptive. We are doing that, we are we, there, it's like show up. Oh, we're doing that, we're doing that, we are the, yeah, that. So no, no, that's not the way to interact on social media. If you are on social media, you are there to serve your audience. So you have to post something that is useful for your audience. So I don't know exactly which type of company we're referring to, which industry we are in, but depending on the industry and depending on the company, you should always have in mind your customer and how your post is gonna change their life for the better, okay? So are you providing content that is helping them somehow to know you better, to know how you can improve their life? So. Don't just say, oh, we have this new feature, we have this new product. So what? No, say, we are launching this product. This product can change your life for the better this way. So we're gonna serve you differently versus how we were doing before, because now you can have this additional benefit. That's a different type of boss, okay? So, because the point is not you, it's them. So you're talking to them. Unfortunately, especially on LinkedIn pages uh, uh, created by companies, Everything is about them, it's about the company. It's not about their audience, okay? So you have to change the way you communicate from descriptive to persuasive. You have to use persuasive type of interaction with your audience. And how to have a persuasive communication instead of a descriptive communication, the best way is to focus on them and ask yourself, if I were my customer, would it be interesting to this content? And if yes, why and if not why what should i change should it be negative on my social media i would rather avoid <laughs> for multiple reasons that we can have like three different live on the reason why we shouldn't be haters online yeah i i completely agree with that and you know sometimes it's it's easy for any especially during this COVID times you know you've been like locked in the house for two months you know you're Bring the head is exploding and so you have all this rage and uh but yeah i agree with you it's better to always uh kind of stay on the positive side although sometimes i do think like you know how are we gonna sometimes like hit some hard issues you know i have some tough conversations uh maybe better one-on-one I, I assume uh it's always better um and and we have kelsey casey man 
Manhoran who keeps saying that you're cool and she just wants me to really like tell you that so just like just in case <laughs> um, and then and then someone was asking where are the slides to be found guys nowhere to be found like you know Sylvia's very careful about her slides rightfully so we'll first have to you know organize proper courses and then we'll like let you know about like uh, when those are organized and, and I think that you you just you don't want to just have a slide deck to be honest like you you actually want to have like Sylvia go, walking you through it uh, exactly. and you know, ask questions and take notes and stuff like that otherwise it just like defeats the whole purpose to be honest I would say every, every situation is different and everyone should adapt my strategy and personalize the strategy depending on their goal okay so first you have to decide your goal and whatever is the goal I can help you to make it okay so you can get it there but uh, every situation is different so if i would just post my slides somewhere you know uh then the value will be like 10 percent of the real value if you listen to me and you listen to all the example and because i i think i have more than 100,000 people to get a job in my life i definitely think so <laughs> so uh every situation is different you know so but uh, with very simple rules you know and very simple uh example and explanation you can understand how to do so and uh, yeah. and and when you understand overall the process you can do by yourself or you can ask for my app we have another question from Roberta Ocelio, who's asking, is it important to include any attachments on your LinkedIn profile? And, you know, I can start to answer that because, uh, you know, one of the latest uh, products that we build, it's called sharedogview.com, which is basically a way to share uh, PDF files with a link. And so I've been starting the whole, you know, sharing PDFs on LinkedIn. Um, of course, I'm no expert compared to Sylvia, so Sylvia might totally shatter my argument, but I'll just try. And, you know, she'll, <laughs> she'll correct me later. But basically, I think that sharing PDFs is very good for the LinkedIn algorithm, LinkedIn, li LinkedIn likes when you share PDFs, so that's good. And maybe what you can do to still keep some of that knowledge or, you know, to make sure that you can, you know, keep some of that value inside of you and your company to try out sharedogview.com. It's actually free to try. And basically you upload your PDF in there and then you say, here are the first 10 slides of my presentation on LinkedIn, please check it out. And if you wanna read more, go to sharedogview.com. Why? Because at that point you can get analytics on your presentation. First of all, you know, who, you know who watched which slides when, and also you can ask for an email, for instance, when they wanna download it. So that way you're, you keep on building your email database, which is a very important kind of set of leads. Uh, but I don't know, like, you know, how important are attachments for you in general, Sylvia, on, on LinkedIn? Uh, so I can add one very important point. And now you can add a uh, feature content on your uh, LinkedIn profile. Uh, but here, I have to say, mm -mm, you are wrong most of the time. Uh, not you, not you, Vincenzo, oh. the audience. <laughs> not you, not you. No, because when I do my courses, you know, then I receive the list, so I check the LinkedIn profile. And guys, listen to this very carefully, okay? So when you feature something on your profile or, uh, or uh, on, on your summary, okay, if you remember during the course I told you, okay, we need to use keywords, okay, when we upload the content. So if you upload a content, in the name of the content, the keywords should be repeated. Don't upload a content where it's written PDF file, S. No, no, no title, you know? Yeah. So you need to tag your content properly. That's first part. Second part, 
sometimes you feature content that is completely unrelated to the job you want to do in life, you know? I told you so. Volunteer activities, what you did when you were a kid, you know, fine. But that, the algorithm is stupid. It's a machine. It's not a person, okay? So if you say that you are a bartender, okay, and, and you don't want to be a bartender in your future, you have to eliminate that position. So if you feature something on your profile and it's based on a, an amazing volunteer experience that you're doing, I know I love volunteer experience. I really do. I do multiple volunteer experience, but I don't insert in my feature profile, in my feature content in my LinkedIn profile, because I don't want to be in the industry of uh, um, the food pet, uh, uh, in, in the food pet industry, okay? But I love animals, you know? But it's not written on my LinkedIn profile because I don't want to work in that industry, okay? So the algorithm is stupid. It's called artificial intelligence, but it's not that intelligent yet. It's stupid, okay? So <laughs> if you say, if you put different industry, you know, because you're doing multiple things, I love that. But the algorithm doesn't, okay? The hey, LinkedIn, be- if you heard that about the algorithm, Sylvia still wants to have LinkedIn Live. So like, just, just pretend she didn't say that, okay? Just kidding. <laughs> no, I'm just saying that, uh, you know, that algorithm, not the yeah. LinkedIn algorithm, the algorithm no, no, of course. itself, okay? They are machine, they are not people, okay? You know what I mean? So Although, I'm, I'm I mean, saying... soon, I, I, the algorithm, I would say it's definitely smarter than some people, you know, without taking <laughs> anything away to some people, but, you know, and I think eventually it will become smarter than, than kind of anyone in the room. Uh, but actually yeah. we have a question, which I think was good. And somebody else was saying, oh, please answer David SG's question because he's good and actually has to be with Milan and Dubai. So I think it's like, I'm actually curious about it as well. So like David SG asks, uh, just one question, you know, someone based in Milan wants to relocate to Dubai, following your indication, should they change your location on the headline from Milan to Dubai? Uh, but what to say when you will be contacted for a job in Dubai and discover you're still in Milan? I guess, you know, just say, I'm with my heart, I'm in Dubai, so like, consider me there, I'm ready to come anytime. Uh, but yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, okay, versus other uh, location, Dubai is a little bit, bit more complicated because they don't contact you uh, usually if you don't have a, um, a phone number, uh, a local phone number. Okay, so, um, so there is uh, like versus, for example, other location in Europe and the United States, here there is another step. So for example, um, I suggested to a few candidates that I was able to bring them here when, uh, when uh, of course, uh, it was still open because now the airport is still uh, uh, closed. So it's not possible to, to visit uh, Dubai as of yet since the end of February. So we, uh, we have to consider that uh, you need to have a, a local SIM card, okay? So if you have a local number, then they're gonna contact you. So otherwise it would be a little bit uh, more difficult, okay? So you have to keep in mind this for Dubai. This is very important. Uh, but Although overall, you might be able to get a, a number from like Twilio or something like that, right? Some of those. Yeah, uh, yeah there are uh, shortcuts and, uh, and yes, but uh, keep in mind this, okay? Um, then uh, it doesn't matter anyhow now because uh, your uh, interview will be uh, from Zoom. So you can be whatever, okay? So, and if you get a job, they're gonna provide you a visa anyway. So no matter where you are, you will get a job. So uh, 
<laughs> that, no, you don't need to be physically here to get an interview. So they will not care wherever you are because uh, uh, when you are an expat, they have to provide you the visa anyway. So if you are in Italy or you are, if you are already here, for them is exactly the same. Actually, it's easier if you are in another country because if you are currently here, then you need to delete your current visa and it takes time then to create a new one with a new company. If you are in Italy, they can proceed all the documents when you are still in Italy, you enter at the board, not now because now there is this coronavirus stuff, but usually, okay, when, when they will reopen. So then you will arrive with your paper, you will go, you enter, and then you do the medical test and everything to have your final visa and your Emirates ID. So. Cool. That's that's great. And I've been to Dubai a few times. I love it. Uh, look look forward to go back at some point. Um, but I mean, it's it's been crazy. Like I've never done, you know, Sylvia. I've done lives with other people who didn't have two hundred thousand followers. So I, I wasn't used to this amount of questions. To be to be <laughs> honest, I'm like overwhelmed. You know, so I'm like still trying to deal with it. Uh, but it's it's. Um, do you want to take a couple of other questions, or what's your schedule like? Because I know we've been we're way over time. We're like at 58 minutes. I mean, typically I said after one hour, I think our brain starts to like shut off. <laughs> uh, what do you what do you? Two very quick one. Because okay. here is uh, is dinner time. <laughs> oh my nine. god! No, I mean yeah, it's. I know. Like I said, like maybe let's take one more and that's it. So let me see. Let me try to find like a a, a very a good one that uh, maybe guys keep asking the question you really want to answer right now. You know, we have like a few seconds to do that. So write it again. Uh, and still a lot of other seven, seven. Um, well, this is interesting, actually. Carlotta is like uh, asking, yeah, they were asking like a couple of ladies asking the same questions. Carlotta De Tori and Mari, Maria Senerki are asking the same, you know, how can I be noticed from other companies without being directly fired from my current company? Wow, that's scary. Uh, I just want to be free to look around me, look for different opportunities. I don't hate my boss, but I feel like I cannot use LinkedIn as I would. I don't know. I guess you can take that. I mean, I have a few things to say that, but uh, I guess you're the expert on this. No, it's actually very simple because the majority of uh, the suggestion I provided in the book is something that nobody will notice. So, because it's everything that you can do in the, in the, you know, in the back office of your profile, okay, to set up very well your profile uh, with your queue. It's, a, it's called search LinkedIn optimization, okay, to get noticed and to be visible. So whenever you're going to receive a contact from your, uh, from, a, from a potential recruiters, you will receive in your private email, so they will not notice anything, okay? So it's something that can be done without being uh, noticed at all at all i mean you if you apply for a job on linkedin then definitely you can get caught but with my system you have no risk zero zero at all that's amazing so i think we can end it there uh if you agree <laughs> since it's dinner time i want to make sure you eat that's the <laughs> most important thing for us italians uh and so for me it was a huge pleasure to do this uh, to finally get it done so it seems like a lot of people a lot of 777 so they really want to like get it done uh, you know one, once a week uh and i think what we'll do uh, i think i feel like on one side there's almost no need to invite others but maybe we will let's see right or uh, if, <laughs> if we invite others we still need some a long time with with, with sylvia and, and all of the questions that we're having because yeah we still have so many questions to answer that we you know there's still time for that. So thanks again. Thanks so much for it. The bells are ringing. I don't know if you hear them or if the noise yes, canceling yes. is working well. So I think it's a perfect time to close it. And thanks, thanks everyone for, for, for dialing in. So it was such a pleasure. 
Thank you. Thank you very much. Have a nice evening. Ciao. Thank you. Bye bye, everyone. Thank you.